for the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Kate Scott. This is the update. On today's show, we wrap up our week of inspirational stories by catching up with former Cal Rugger Robert Paler, who was paralyzed from the neck down while playing for a national championship in May 2017 and told he'd never walk again. These days, Robert is walking, is just months from graduating from Cal's Haas School of Business and has started to dabble in motivational speaking as well. So at the end of another tough week, we thought a chat with this remarkable young man would be a nice dose of perspective for all of us. It's Friday, March 27th. Well, Robert, it is so awesome having you on today. Let's just start all things considered with what's going on right now in the world. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, you know, things been crazy um, over here in California. I'm on my last semester here at UC Berkeley, and we're online now, so I'm kind of hunkered down in Sacramento, but still getting after it, still attacking my rehab and all that. So life's good. Okay, so I was wondering about that because we usually run into one another at Memorial Stadium in Berkeley as you're either going into or leaving a training session. So how are you attempting to keep that up now that you're home in Sacramento? You know, what's so awesome, I mean, the progression, as you know, has been unbelievable. I started day one of this journey. That was 1,053 days ago. Not that anyone's counting. Um, <laughs> unable to move anything below my neck. And this grim prognosis to now fast forward, I'm standing up into my walker on my own now. Actually, last week was able to do it out of my bed for the first time since I got hurt. And I'm walking around in this walker, you know, I, I need someone to kind of spot me just to make sure I'm okay. But I'm getting around pretty well now. And I'm starting to make this transition from walking being simply therapy and exercise to being functional. You know, walking, it's, it's what I do. So it's pretty amazing. I'm very blessed that I can now do a lot of this on my own. Oh, my goodness, Robert. That is incredible. And before we get too far into the now, because I want to talk to you about all that. I saw that video last week. It was just Blown away like you continue to blow me away. But I gave our listeners a brief summary of the past three years of your life in our intro to the podcast. So spinal cord injury, told you never walk again, move your hands. And now, as you mentioned, you're doing both. You're getting set to graduate from Haas. But I want you to fill in the blanks for us. When you think about the progress that you've made the past three years, when you think about your journey, you know, where does your mind go? What moments, what challenges that you've overcome stand out to you? Yeah, you know, it's amazing. You'd think breaking your neck is all bad, right? What good can possibly come out of breaking your neck? It's when I look back on this, it's a source of pride. I mean, to go from day one, like I was saying, laying there on that turf, can't move anything, can't feel anything. And it seems like all my goals are done. You know, am I going to get my degree, you know, have a family, start a career? Aside from that, just am I going to walk? Am I going to be able to feed myself again? I could barely even breathe. I had to deal with my mortality. My life wasn't certain and no day was, was really certain or taken for granted. I was told I might not even survive when I got my pneumonia. And there was a lot of people who said no in the beginning, but there were a heck of a lot more people saying yes and who believed in me. And I believed in myself. And it's just amazing how this whole thing has turned out and the incredible community of support. I, I am just so blessed. These spinal cord injuries, they happen every day. Every single day, people are breaking their necks and they're going through the same thing that I've had to go through. But this outpouring of support, you just don't see it. You really don't. And I am such a lucky, fortunate person that I have all these people who have rallied around me because 
times get really tough. And there's some times where I'm laying in bed. I'm like, man, do I really want to have to deal with this today? Can't I just kind of just let this day pass by? And when I have all these people who believe in me, they're rooting me on, they're telling me how much they get out of my fight against paralysis and how I can wake up every day and answer that bell. It's not even a, a choice anymore. It's like, I have to do this. I have to do this for them. It's like if somebody asked me, Robert, if you could go back into that moment where you broke your neck, would you change it? And the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. How could I possibly wish away all these experiences, all these interactions I've had with other people? They've made me who I am today, and they've made me a very happy person, and I have a really, really great life. Man, Robert, that is a remarkable perspective, considering what you've been through. You know, it was just the other day. I was kind of, you know, with this whole thing, I was sort of feeling sorry for myself, being all cooped up and everything. And, you know, oh gosh, you know, now I'm going to be walking around the house. You know, it's, it's harder to walk around the house than it is like a big old open field, like I've been doing at Cal. <laughs> I was talking to my mom and I'm like, old Robert Taylor would have just slapped me in the face. <laughs> you know, I would have just slapped myself in the face. What are you doing? Complaining about about walking around your house and being able to do these things. There's not that long ago that I would have given anything but my family and friends to have something like that. So it's really easy for me because I've gone through those experiences myself. Also looking at the experiences of other people, I've been connected to a, a lot of really incredible stories. And there's so much I see online every day of the things that people go through and uh, there's a saying I, I, you might have heard it i told to a lot of people and that's what i use it's compared to what so i'll say like oh man like I'm, I'm so tired well compared to what or this is really hard well compared to what it's that perspective that it's just like a snap of the fingers and it's like get after it you know because yeah. there was a moment that i would have given anything to have that and i know that there's millions of people in this world right now that would give anything to have what I have right now. And we mentioned already, Robert, you're standing straight up out of bed, into your walker, without assistance. You're moving ever closer to saying goodbye to your wheelchair. Is that what success looks like to you, life without the chair? In terms of my mobility goal, yes. I would say that's been my goal for these last three years, is to get rid of my wheelchair. And it's not over yet. You know, it's certainly not. This is going to be going on for a long time. I've been doing this for a while. The gains, they're very marginal. They're very incremental, but it's linear. You know, it's upward trending. So yes, in terms of success, that's one thing. I never want to be that person who's like, I'll be happy when this happens, or I'll be happy if this happens, you know, when I can walk. That's when I'll be happy. I think that's a pretty terrible outlook on mm. life um, because there's so many amazing things I have in front of my face right now, things that can make me very happy. And I think that's the main key to success over my injury is that having all these things, taking all these blows, all these setbacks and all this time where I'm just knocked on my back um, and keep getting up. And throughout all that adversity and all that hardship, being able to find the good in it and be able to make a purpose out of it. I think that's the true definition of success through this journey. Well, and I think you're getting close to a couple of those successes because you're just a few months away from graduating from the Haas School of Business, Robert. And I know that that was one of your goals when we first met a couple years back. Uh, wondering what the most challenging aspects of that have been 
other than the fact that the school is all the way up the damn hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is one one piece of it. Getting up the hill, I was, I've been very helped by my rugby teammates and getting around the campus and all that. Um, because obviously, coming back to school, that was a huge factor to me. I mean, by the definition, I'm a quadriplegic. You know, that, that's a very serious word right there. But I've had so much help to be independent and and in UC Berkeley in the dorms. I was living on my own and everything. Things have changed because of this virus and all that, but was able to live on my own, which doing that just one year after the injury I had is nothing short of a miracle in itself. But the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of people will ask me, like, you know, what's the hardest thing about, you know, working out or, or doing that? And like, the hardest thing is when you're not able to do that kind of stuff. The hardest parts were when I wasn't able to go to school or when I wasn't able to work out, getting up and going to the number one public university in the world and the number one undergraduate business program in the world. That's not hard. You know, that's fun. Like, that's cool. That's something that I've looked to for my entire life, injury or not. I wanted to be in the Haas School of Business and graduate from the Haas School of Business. When I'm over there and I'm taking six classes, it's over the full course load. And, yeah, that's a and, lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. And then I've also been sharing my story um, in public speaking. It's it's a lot of stuff, but it's just like, man, this is cool to wake up every single day and be a part of an institution like that and be able to talk to other driven people in that institution. It's just like every day is a blessing. There's There's really nothing hard about it. It's just fun. Man. The attitude, the personality. So coming through right now, Robert, and I love every part of it. And I'm glad you mentioned the public speaking because last we chatted, which was in the fall, I think we saw each other at a volleyball match over at Cal. Uh, I asked you what you were going to do with your degree, like a lot of jerks who have graduated from college do, because I know that's always the last thing (laughs) college students want to talk about. But But you mentioned that you'd started speaking to groups and that you loved it. So tell us how that got started and where it is now. It's really amazing. It's really a godsend. When this all happened and as I was fighting out of it and talking to people and sharing the story, just kind of one-on-one conversations, it had come up a lot of people saying, Robert, you should think about um, being an inspirational speaker, you know, sharing the story. It's really amazing. And you tell it very well. And I had done a couple internships with Intel over here in Folsom in the Sacramento area. I was doing operations, really loving the internships. It, it was It was awesome. And they were having a uh, meeting for the operations group in America, they asked if I'd share my story because they were going through their own operational issues and thought that my story could bring some perspective and motivation to the group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got there and, and put the speech together um, with the help of my rugby coach, Coach Clark, who's done a lot to help me throughout this journey. And they loved it. I mean, it was you know standing ovation in the end. They're laughing, they're crying. I mean, it's me thinking like, wow, this is a real purpose. Earlier, I talked about how this injury is a gift. You know, here's something to where if I didn't get hurt, my life would have had a share of joy and successes. But being able to share this story and touch someone's soul and maybe even change their life, give them something that sticks, whether it's in work, whether it's in their personal lives, spiritual lives, whatever it is, that's a gift to be able to do that. And it's this real passion and purpose I've found. I you know, wasn't just speaking Intel. I've been doing it with various groups over the last year or so. And I'm going for a full time, just diving headfirst into this thing because I've really enjoyed it. I really loved it. 
and it's not just me loving it, it's that other people love it. And it's something I wake up to every single day, and it's just not even work. It's a life that I want to wake up to every day. Robert, thank you for sharing your gift with us here today. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kate. This is awesome. For more on the remarkable Robert Paler, be sure to visit his website, robertpaler.com. Coming up in the next few weeks here on The Update. We'll recap Bob Bugner's short stint as interim head coach of the Sharks and see if he's earned more time behind the bench in a conversation with our Sharks writer, Kevin Kurz. Grant Brisby stops by to break down the Will Clark for Don Mattingly trade that thankfully, for all you Will the Throw fans like me, never happened. And on our next show, we'll discuss the opening and now temporary closing of that brand spanking new Chase Center in San Francisco with Arena GM, Kim Stone. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe, or just keep listening. We appreciate that, too. From all of us here at The Update, I'm Kate Scott. Thanks for listening to today's show. Thanks to Robert for stopping by. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you again on Monday.